due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Everybody's got a hungry heart. Oh yeah. Everybody's got a hungry heart. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, idol matinee. Yeah, yeah. Episode ninety-six is great. Ninety-six. But first, we'll begin. That was an original tune. I thought that interview. was. Uh, I thought that was a. Um, a pasty, not a pastiche, what's it? Past, a, a pasty. A pasty, no. Um, Let's start know, with who's here this a week. A parody um, of another tune. It wasn't, it was Bruce Springsteen, and we'll be talking to him later so on So it was a podcast. parody then. Yeah, everybody's got a hungry heart. Oh, we a hungry heart. I knew I recognised it. I knew that yeah. wasn't one of your own. Let's start with who's here tonight, because one of us is missing, one of our dinosaurs is missing, but who is here? Well, I'm here, of course, it's me, Ben. This podcast wouldn't be anything without me. Um, no, uh, um, hurry wouldn't. up, quick, speak. Oh, so sorry, you know. uh, bonsoir, Jean Paul Gregoire, I'm not okay. dinosaur. And, and like a van full of Taliban, it's a celebration, bitches. Johnny Ribena. They say the most important thing about a podcast is the first minute because that's when you will decide whether you want to carry on listening to it or not. So come on, we got to make this minute rock for someone who's just tuned in now on episode 96. Boom, bow. I killed someone the other day. Uh, what we hear about that? Yes, please. Oh well, uh, well, maybe later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe I'll tell you later. Well, later on, I, we're going to do the crate challenge I'll later on as well. That'll be exciting. The crate challenge, uh, audio coming up. crate challenge. Of course, the brown bear. And this week we're going to be talking fashion. Fashion. I was, was going to say murder because obviously I murdered someone. Let's just but... talk about what um, drink and drugs we've done so far, if we can mention that, just so everyone knows what kind of levels we're on. I'm completely sober as per usual. I like to be straight. And I like to keep my head in the game. You, Greg? I like to think the last bong I did leveled me out. Because I was feeling quite high on cocaine and a, mi- well, a mixture of, well, it's cocaethylene, isn't it? The mixture of uh, cocaine and alcohol. And red stripe. Um, yeah, but it's, it wasn't that much. But they're, they're only stubbies. It looks like a lot of empty bottles filling up the sober. room, but they're stubbies. I was do it completely sober. Six. But I felt uh, the energy dropped a bit last week, but there's, there's other reasons for that. Um, but I thought well, this week, just to make sure it will go smoothly I'll perk myself up a bit and I went a bit too far and I was like okay rain it back yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like Elvis yeah and then, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a bit about him later and now I'm, I'm just going to eat a peanut butter sausage bacon uh, oh nice so, squirrel smoothie s- squirrel smoothie <laughs> I had a uh, I had a gin and tonic when I got I'm in shit and die on the okay. toilet just to get ready for my BMX ride over in case anything happened and I've just opened a pint can of Cronenberg 1664 slurp it up it's the four beer minimum on the podcast so yep. so I get the big cans let's talk uh, firstly we're going to be talking about fashion this week and everything we know about fashion because oh, yeah. Greg wanted to do that as the big subject and like I said the first minutes is still important so I hope you're still with us please stick with us it's going to be good we promise you that less desperate um okay less desperate hey you better stick with us we're on the fifth minute now so yeah yeah thank god uh, okay if you're listening now now. and you've made it past the first four minutes i promise you uh, we're gonna try really hard we've got gold we're gonna try hard i Uh, think it's the 15 i think it's a 15 minute rule with the podcast because i would have given up on most podcasts if it was just the first minute if i'm honest if there's a voice a voice that sounds like nails going down a blackboard people turn off straight away so if they don't like our voice they've gone already so fuck them Let's start with, uh, we could say about what you've been doing this week, but I tend to find that... I've been doing this! I find that... All right, we can relax now, they're all gone. I'd rather talk about what you've been watching, any good recommendations of stuff you've seen. Well, I've sold me BMX. Oh, you sold your BMX, yeah, that's maybe for the best. £100 profit. That's why I've worn my ET socks and my Vans today, because it might be the last time I ride it. I've watched The Defeated on Netflix, that's very good. 
my sister gave it to me as a recommendation and that's quite interesting so that's about basically after basically oh there you go first oh well, first I've got to stop saying like yeah basically I've got to stop saying basically um and uh yeah so uh, fundamentally it's uh, at the end of the second world war the Germans have been defeated obviously there's lots of good people in uh, Germany as well it's not just the Nazis so it's all about how Berlin got split into the east and where so the Russians and the Americans coming over and taking over different sectors and there's loads of crime going on as well and it's got some interesting characters in it so it's got a, a guy from the Bronx like an American cop who's come over to try and help the the people of Berlin create a police force like, like this that knows justice not hey, justice. You, wanna, you wanna be in the army guy? It's got more rules, a, a more established police force. I'm not, I'm not doing this very well. Afghanistan police force. But anyway, it's got interesting characters in it. It's got uh, Logan Marshall Green. What was that fucking film? He's like the skinny Tom Hardy guy who's in Prometheus. The, what's he called? Overdrive or whatever, where he's got like a chip in his brain and he can fight everyone or whatever. Upgrade. Upgrade, that's it. So it's got him in it and he's playing a psycho character, which he's good at doing. He's in, uh, there's another Netflix show called Damnation. <clears throat> like a western thing he plays a really good character in that like a sharpshooter guy and he's, he's he's cool in that but in this he plays a Nazi hunter and so that's quite interesting so he go, he's going around hunting Nazis and killing them in really inventive ways so like uh, tying them to like a, a, a platform with some water set up dripping into the Nazi's mouth uh, with this white powder shit that reacts to water and melts through flesh all right. which is put all over his face so while he's seems dripping, a bit uh, slightly over elaborate. Well, I, I like it. I like. I mean, I like people killing Nazis. I hate Nazis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, if I was there, I'd have done the same thing. It's, a show like that is good. It's going to speak to any good person like that who's violent, like, like a me. Cross between Inglorious Bastards, Saw, and a sixties James Bond film. Yeah, yeah, nice. It's brilliant. Anyway, so he's got the white powder shit on his face, dropping water, and he's got to drink every drop of water. And not let it spill, otherwise his face is going to melt. Oh, so he's so he's drinking himself, filling him, his belly up with water is instead of melting his face. Did he not? Did he turn not in his cock then? Um, yeah, because he just pissed, can not yeah. he? Just piss be it there out. forever. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Obviously, just piss it. He just piss it out. Yeah, he could live for about a couple of months, like maybe there's something about. It must be something else. I must have missed a bit. He must have said to him like, "I've sealed up your cock as well." By the way, what would you say to him? You just do it. Yeah. You piss, you die. But anyway, his, his, his belly ended up exploding, so... Probably um, forgot he could piss. Bit of a ruiner, that one. There's another <laughs> one. <laughs> um, what are the other ways you do it? Anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a good show. There's, there's good. lots of other stuff going on as well. It's what not, in the world today, you mean? It's got there's a lot of Sebastian other stuff going Cock on. in it as well. Good name. He's in uh, The Lives of Others. Oh, you he, know your actors. Yeah, he's... You remember The Lives of Others? The one of the best... Uh, yeah, that's about the so. Stasi yeah, he's spying on... People. Uh, yeah, so he was, a good, he was a good guy in that but he's playing the he's playing the angel maker in this he's playing the bad guy so he kills anyone any woman who's fallen foul of like rape and everything by the takeover by Russians or Americans he'll seek revenge for them so this, it starts off with this girl um, gets raped by these two American GIs so this, and then the angel maker goes like okay I'll, finds the GIs puts them in this, uh, a couple of chairs ties them up it's like right gives, gives the girl the iron bar and goes right kill him then you owe me or walk away and she's like yeah, I'll kill him. And after that, he's got him, and he just makes his girls go around doing whatever he wants, killing people for him. If they don't, he feeds them to the pigs. Sounds uplifting. Oh, nice. In Brandenburg. That's what someone said. Why do you think the pigs are so fat in Brandenburg? They feed him oats. Matilda he tattoo from the film Leon. He feels them. Got a tattoo of Matilda with the plant, and I was yeah. like, "What's that from?" He goes, "Oh, Leon." He goes, you heard of it? Yeah, of course I've heard of it. I'm fucking 44 years old. I've seen Leon. Everyone's it's like, seen Jesus that. Christ. I tell you, that sort of ties in quite nicely to the book I've. Uh, 
read this week called Dr. Feelgood, The Shocking Story of the Doctor Who May Have Changed History by Treating and Drugging JFK, Marilyn Elvis and Other Prominent Figures. Ah, I saw you post about this earlier and I thought it was just about the band. Is that the song? No. Is that Dr. what Feelgood. the band Dr. Feelgood yeah, and Yeah, and the songs Dr. Feelgood were about. Yeah, Tell us a bit about Dr. Feelgood then. Well, Dr. Mac, uh, sorry, Max Jacobson, um, he, was, he was a Jew in Germany and he trained to be a doctor during the First World War. And then he started, before the Second World War, developing this special um, vitamin injection that he reckoned could cure any disease and made you feel really good. Um, and the German, the Germans stole or made him give them the formula for it. And then after that, he, he left and um, left for America because obviously Jews weren't, were look, it was looking like they weren't going to be very popular with the, uh, with the Nazis. So um, he then set up his own, um, I think then he actually, the, the Americans used the formula and the Allies used the formula, but he set up as a doctor to the stars in America. So people would come over if they couldn't perform properly or they had nerves or they couldn't sing. He would inject them with this special vitamin um, injection and he ended up, uh, he was actually um, injecting JFK because JFK was uh, worried when he had to do that television performance against Nixon um, because he was supposed to be the young candidate and um, he could hardly stand up because he had a bad back and he had some other illnesses. So this doctor injected him with his stuff and then he gave a rave performance which, pro- which won him the presidency. But then he had to go and see like the Russians and he injected him too early. And then he come back out and said, inject me again. He said, well, I can't inject you after this. And then he got a third one. And that's when the, I can't remember the Russian, um, the Russian's name, but he basically fucked him, fucked him over. And that's where he actually, uh, that's when they built the Berlin Wall after that. Um, He was also injecting, if you see the list of people, he was in, what was the name of the guy that won the Oscar for the the Moses film with Charlton Heston? Demille. Uh, well, yeah, Cecil B. Demille, yeah, he yeah. was injecting him because he couldn't um, he couldn't direct properly and he was getting weak. So he started injecting him and the people were saying to him, you shouldn't be working so hard. You've just had a heart attack. And he went, watch this, took off his top and did like 50 press-ups <laughs> after one of these injections. Quality. Um, the, only thing, the only thing is the main ingredient of his special injections was methamphetamine. <laughs> so it was speed, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. well, no, worse than speed. Methamphetamine, Chris, actually, methamphetamine actually copies the dopamine in your brain more effectively than speed. He was also putting placentas in it and other stuff. And when you see the list of people he was injecting and the way it may have changed the world, like it may have um, like caused the split in Germany because they raided his office, the uh, KGB, and found all the information that he was drugging up JFK and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's basically... Like a cross between Forrest Gump and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'd definitely recommend it. It's excellent. Well, th- that thing I was watching, it's a bit like, so it's a bit of a sister program, I suppose, to the, the <coughs> what was it called? <laughs> the one with J.K. Simmons. I talked about it before. I've just totally fucking forgotten You're it. You're useless, That's a good you? one, though. Absolutely oh useless. Oh, my God. What's happening to you? But yeah, I, I listened to an Audible while I was um, painting a flat uh, this week, and uh, I'd thoroughly recommend it. Oh, sounds good. What's the book called again? What's it called, the Audible thing? It's called Dr. Feelgood, The Shocking Story. Is it a podcast, an audio book? No, no, it's an audio book. Counterpart. Counterpart. I'm with J.K. Simmons here. Yeah, yeah. Well, the split, again, it's about the splitting. It's weird how there's lots of things about 
uh, what is about the East and West sort of that the whole new age war I suppose the second world war's over then it yeah. all started the whole cold war and everything yeah. started there and it's, so it's but, quite interesting but almost all of the points you history. said are t- go into this book and could have been because people were acting behaving maniacally because yeah. they were addicted to methamphetamine well you know it was the, it was the chocolate bars left over from the, the uh, that's one of the things in this program the angel makers giving the girls going oh these yeah. chocolate bars have got this drug in them to, that's what the Nazis used to have and all this shit oh no the Nazis used to have give them these they used to be sent out big crates the, of stimulants the, the Blitzkrieg was fueled by fucking yeah, speed that's, why they, well, that's yeah. why they were smashing it to begin with they are just like yeah I don't understand because they had speed and then but the, the Brits did it with tea we're like no we'll beat them with tea and hard oh, work oh no they reckon and, the Brits and all that were on it as well oh yeah no of course and more speed, and more speed than them. We, the Germans are pussies. They don't know like, how to party. We'll show them. It's like the people he met, like he, he met, he met Einstein. He, this and the whole books um, names all its sources as well. That sounds good. And there's lots of interviews he actually did for it. So yeah. What's the book called again? Doctor Feel. Doctor Feel. Oh, yes. The striking story yeah. of the Doctor who may have changed history. What the man? See, you posted this earlier, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And everyone thought it was just like, oh, so, fucking ignoring everything in the group. And it's like really. <laughs> this week, the other big news. The big news this week is the Taliban, and apparently they've changed, uh, changed for the better. That's they so they say. But they, this will be old news by <laughs> the time you hear this. <laughs> this and who knows what else they will have done? But apparently, the Taliban are saying no more beards. We're getting rid of the beard look. We're giving out PlayStation 5s, and I don't believe that because they won't be getting PlayStation 5s in Afghanistan at all. And they haven't got the internet, so it's more likely to be PlayStation 2s and PlayStation 1s. And they're knocking on doors and giving these out. Now, I don't believe this for for a minute. There's one one thing I <laughs> I saw in I saw an interview with a with a soldier, and he was saying how futile the whole thing was. And he said he was talking when he was over there. He was they were talking to. Uh, representatives of the Taliban and they said to him uh, you Americans have all the watches but we've got all the time Ooh. I thought that was deep mm-hmm. and I thought did you shoot him but yeah so they basically they've got all the tech and they come over there gung ho but they just wait yeah that's true they just wait it's their country and they can do it yeah because they, they know that these people yeah, all these people that come up, in and invade eventually leave and then like they just take over again we ride. I said that like basically uh, this guy was talking about how he was listing in on the Taliban because that's what he used to have to do and they were talking about that you've got to go and plant these uh, MED or these bombs IUD. IUDs and he was going it's too cold for jihad because it was too the weather's too cold and he goes it's too cold for jihad and he's going you've got to get out there and do it and my like balls like frozen peas but they sort of knew they were listening in as well so they'd be like saying yeah. stuff but then they were like they'd have like singing competitions as well and um, they one of the favourite well, so who sang that song Rise Up is that Leona Lewis I don't know uh, yeah it's like an X Factor song and he had all the television Rise, Rise up, up and we'll fly like a plane oh, I'm the Rise up and we'll fly really high yeah it rings a bell. they were like big fans of X Factor Rise and things like that and they yeah. basically that's what they're thinking now the Taliban have got back in they're going to start doing things like the X Factor and their own version of it and, um, so if you're like not if you're not very good they just behead, no women, they just behead you yeah no women can do yeah, it cut course. your hands off but Surely everyone they're fucking off the mo- They need to recruit new people. Who's gonna? Who wants to join them? I don't. Uh, do you they want to got seventy-five thousand. I mean, moment. it's like orphans, or angry incel or orphans. Nanny. Okay, yeah, I don't know. They've got seventy-five. Incels. They've got seventy-five thousand fighters, which is slightly more followers than we've got. 
There's a lot of incels in the world, to be fair. But to be like, Jesus only had 12 followers, but as soon as he put a buffet on, 5,000 turned up. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, t- moving away from the Taliban, Taliban, talking, Talibuffet. Of, talking about Taliban fashions, because they do have some good fashion, they wear some lovely clothes. They love a little black dress. Uh, we were going to talk about fashion this week, weren't we? And what, what's and the history of fashion. Oh, I didn't know. I thought it was and, just been the fashions uh, we like. Chris, liked. obviously, sadly, isn't here this week. Uh, Chris is the other member of the podcast. If you're a first-time listener, uh, that we do normally have four on here, and Chris isn't here, uh, and he knew a lot about fashion, so we could put that on hold till next week. Or we, if you've got a lot of stuff you want to talk about it, because I want to talk about the clothes show and Jeff Banks. That's my favourite thing and Magenta Divine. And I've done a lot of research on history of the clothes show. Dink, 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 dink. Oh, dink, name? Dink, I, know, dink, I remember dink, the clothes show. That's, dink, that's the thing that's not dink, on anymore. Dink, dink. Um, well, no shit. Clothes off show, isn't it? You'd know, wouldn't you, if it's on? Oh no, but but why is that? I think you've got the clothes off show with OnlyFans. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? Like fashion, actual fashion. Like high street fashion, and then you know the stupid well, shows they do with the fucking level. animal, like yeah, weird you got things. Your high on the street head. fashions, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your Richies. You got it's funny how they fans. walk down and they look really serious and go, <laughs> wearing like a panda on their head or whatever, or like or nothing. Yeah. I always like, say that are you bloody weird. Like, <laughs> they're like, hmm. yeah, but that's what you know when you watch. They walk it. up looking like they're sexy. Obviously, they're, they're models, but, yeah. they're, but they're wearing something really. F- fucking ridiculous call that art and then and everyone's yeah, like taking photos of them and taking it seriously no one's going like <laughs> look they're wearing no, they look it, silly it sells, I mean, someone it sells there, perfume doesn't it, yeah, it sells, I mean if I went to a live fashion show I'd be like I'd get obviously I'd do loads you of don't coke know how it works, there'd be loads you, of mate? coke floating around I'd get boozed up I'd you feel d- brave and I'd be like <laughs> they look fucking ridiculous and you get kicked out straight away no, no, because you don't know how the world of fashion works mate would, someone would tiktok me doing that it'd be worth seven for seven seconds, it'd be worth you know getting what, kicked out. You'd be it? like the little boy in the Emperor's New Clothes. No, I've never seen anyone do that. Go, look at the fucking state of them. And yeah, because they'd have people like you in there. Well, it's time for someone like me to do that. That'd be hilarious. All right. Time for me to When's join London TikTok. Fashion Week? We'll get that uh, organised. I feel like I'm disappearing as it is. I don't appear on any social media I feel anywhere. Like I'm, I'm doing TikTok. I'm doing videos on TikTok like that. Do you, you feel like only you're fans? Playing videos. You're disappearing up your own TikTok. Get my cock out. You're no, disappearing yeah. up your own TikTok. You feel like that. Why do you go on OnlyFans, mate? You're wearing your cap backwards. Because they've be said right. you can do porn again now. They were going to get rid of porn on TikTok, but you can do it now. That's all you've got to do to get on OnlyFans. Just wear your hat backwards. Yeah, wear your hat yeah, backwards. Yeah, get your, in your shorts. Do a bit of your workout. Oh, okay. Get your top off. I read about some guy who. He became like a sort of a gay icon. Whoa. And he was doing like photos on OnlyFans. He's not gay, he's married, yeah, he's got yeah. kids. I don't, yeah, I don't like care if I can make money. If I become a gay icon, any kind of yeah, icon. Of course, and they cool. were saying, like, oh, you can make money off this. So he started making a bit of money off it. But then he started making more money by masturbating like on OnlyFans as well. But yeah. he's not even gay. So that's a bit of a stretch. I don't know well, if you could do that. I but. think I could pose for gay men. I think like, wanking yeah. off to gay men. Schofield's got kids. I think wanking off to gay men and knowing that you're wanking off to gay men is sort of a, I don't know, like a virtual weird step, What's isn't it? What's wrong with you, mate? It's well, if you're step. masturbating into your... <sighs> I mean, you could argue that posing for him in the first place is bad. So if, you know, if you're posing for him, you may as well wank for if him. You're, if, you're masturb- if you're masturbating into the little eye on your computer, is that diff- that is different to doing it in, in a room of men? I mean, to, I don't know, but if you know you're doing it, if you know like... Well, you know you're doing it. You don't auto-wank, do you? I don't know, like going like, oh, fellas, just like, Doing like a little muscle curl going, all right, fellas, in your undies. Yeah. That's not, but get, actually getting your. Hello, your bo- <laughs> that's not so bad. That's friendly. It's like, yeah, but you hey, can say hello, girl. You can say on, hello, girls. But I'm not really gay, but if you get your little boy, like, yeah, but that's fellas. It's like, oh, I don't know. We're not, in that grim. In that's that, grim anyway you look at it it doesn't matter who you're doing it for the old but, face yeah but there's like they think oh he is really gay if I sit he likes wanking over us then no, 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 not if you don't enjoy it he's not really gay well, you know, he's, 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 he's never have to work again mate 
Well, like Danny Trejo, <laughs> in that Danny Trejo book, he said when they were in, in prison, they'd, uh, they had this, uh, they called her <laughs> she, but this um, All right. a, homos- a homosexual man that you see, they'd say, write me a love letter, and he'd write a dirty story, and then they'd send it by, a, you know, via a bit of string. And they'd but, pretend it was from a woman. Yeah, and then they'd just masturbate no, to it. No, they'd pretend oh it's my from God. a guy. <laughs> and they'd pretend it's from their dad right yeah. so let's talk in uh, I, I've got something now so that was fashion very good well, stuff I would no. say there is there is um, <laughs> there is a difference between fashion and style mm. absolutely and what's that I've got style that's, well, not fashion, ne- that's not necessarily in fashion fashion and trends uh, come and go like well what colour you should paint like for example what colour you should paint your living yes. room oh light pastels are in at the moment they're yeah. ephemeral like changing whereas rooms. at the moment like I've got I know like, people that dress up in like the old retro the retro styles like 60s styles or the ones that timeless. wear all American like um, selvage denim and all stuff like that and they look very they're very stylish but it's not now things are either always in fashion or people are just following their own a lot of people follow their own thing well, you know, like done. my style for instance is the best white t-shirt yeah, yeah, that's never gone out of fashion no nope. timeless style so that's been in since the 50s till now till, till Diet Coke yeah, yeah remember the Diet Coke adverts still cool people now I mean it's even they sort of went away and they've come back again I see everyone's copying my style I wish you would put something on your bottom half it is off putting during the podcast Matt, just white t-shirt white it t-shirt looks like you've just tops. woken up in a guy's house and he's giving you a t-shirt this is <laughs> well it's my house at least oh it's my house thank god that's why you that's what you like to do okay so uh, let's talk about let's do a nice little off cuff uh, jam I've got a little can I just say I've got a thing I've got a theory about fashion it was my idea to bring it up but I didn't I haven't really researched anything I just thought it was something that you could go like but you oh, have yeah. a theory I've got a theory about how fashion works, about Ooh. how styles go away. Well, they have done with wars. So, Ooh. and teenage, so teenage cultures, so teenage culture didn't exist as we know it. So in the 40s, right? So during the war and everything, you could say in the 30s, 40s, boys dress like they're, they're old men, old men, they're old, their dads. They'd be like, right, man and boy. If you look at some old photos, for instance, of Aylesbury or anywhere, you see man and boy wearing cap, an itchy old tweed, Jacket and trousers and a cap and that's it. They just dress the same. Well, you'd it's have like, short trousers no and then you'd yeah. wear a suit. Yeah, yeah. He had short trousers growing up and he's like, "Not time for your suit, boy." And he puts on his itchy suit. And get yourself this down is, the mine. My great granddad's <laughs> itchy suit. Pass down to. Yeah, but there were a lot. There were a lot more tailors then. You could get a nice suit made quite cheaply until rock and roll in the fifties. Till the Teddy Boys. Teddy came Boys on. was the first. Teddy yeah. Boys was the first thing. So that was the hair back, white t-shirt, as I say, which I'm still wearing to this day. Uh, yeah, T-shirts. So yeah, when did the T-shirt first get invented? That's what I should have looked up. Americans, the history. Yeah, the Americans. Yeah, but it was. It was. Well, no, it was in the war. It was before, around the wartime, weren't they? Wearing T-shirts. So what's the theory then? GIs wearing T-shirts. I think. Um, I don't get the theory. This theory. So, basically, it's fashion comes off. So before that, uh, say the early 1900s onwards, or whatever. It's a similar thing. Men just dressed just not. Then the, after the First World War. The 20s came about, all your flappers and did, 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 and all this music and shit came out. Culture grew again. Then you had some sort of style, some it's sort like of fashion. It's like a release, isn't it, after all the... Yeah, and it was sort of existed to the 30s, and then boom, the war happened, then it all went shit again, and then the 50s happened, and then rock and roll, teddy boys, etc. So it seems to be like, like fashion dies when there's a they're war. Then mods, then yeah, rockers. Like, boy, obviously, no one's talking about what they're wearing when they're getting bombed. Then punks, bombed, right? then skins. Yeah. So they don't, you're saying they don't have fashion shows during the war? Yeah. So basically, like the first Gulf War. Can you remember any trends coming out in the first Gulf War? No, no camo. Shell suits, yeah, no. Shell exactly. suits. So there goes that theory. No, I don't know. I think shell suits came out before 
the actual Gulf War. Right, do you they'll, they'll make a comeback. In world wars, obviously, no one gives a fuck about wars now. We're like, well, things changed in England when like, the GIs came over. So then women didn't have to put um, cold tea on their legs. They'd get nylons for sucking them off. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble gums and nylons. So who's your favourite actor? Let me ask you a question. What actor do you like? It changes, doesn't mind. it? Depends. You go, oh, I really like this new actor that's coming through. and They could be the new... Tom Holland? Because... <laughs> I mean, he's, he's pretty good oh, as Spider-Man. He's got a new trailer out, hasn't he? He's, 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 good, as, trailer. he's pretty good as Spider-Man uh, uh, as being a random comic's son. He's done quite well. So you haven't got a good actor. Danny Trio? Danny Trio, yeah. What actors spring to mind that you like? Well, Robert, obviously, the obvious ones. Do you know, have you guys heard of Quora Digest? Yes. Yeah, okay. So there's a thread on there that popped up. I don't know why. It's like, who's the, the best actor, the greatest actor? And they're talking about the greats. But they're the, in the top five were is Humphrey Bogart but this is movie stars as well so it's, who had the best star quality who's the best actor etc so it's right. like give us a top five Clark, Clark Gable yeah Humphrey oh, Bogart he was on he was under that bloke I said about Dr. Feelgood Clark, Clark, Clark Gable, Gable Humphrey Bogart Burt Lancaster Marlon Brando he was under him and all who was the fifth there was a fifth one who did oh. I say I said Clark Gable Humphrey Bogart Burt Lancaster Bobby De Niro Marlon Brando, no, it was like... Woody Allen? Oh, what ones. they said, sorry, okay. Yeah, these people said, fuck. Oh, hey, uh, no, was it Spencer Tracy? No, it wasn't. Oh, you ain't got it. Maybe you should have done your research. <laughs> anyway, they were all saying, okay, quote from Jack Nicholson. So the, the Maybe debates, Jack Nicholson. Go, no, the debate's going backwards and forwards. No, because he's the next generation. So, oh, okay. Uh, they all studied around the same time and all sort of came... So the method thing was going on. Clark Gable's seen as a movie star. He had one great role really and he didn't have the range that Humphrey Bogart had apparently I, I haven't studied all their films uh, but Bogart played more bad guys and I mean a range of bad guys and good guys um, Charlton Heston okay. that's the fifth one you got, so, it, you got it yeah so some people um, pretty much everyone said they were drawn between Bogart and Brando basically so it's like the old school movies Ugh, I need to drink oh he's having a little sip he's getting involved the old old school movie star quality of Bogart and then the new wave of uh, method acting that came through with Stanislavski etc with Brando but Jack, Jack Nicholson goes like it's funny asking all these other people and they're all these dickheads on Quora debating about it who I mean who've watched obviously haven't watched all of the films every single person haven't really they've obviously got their favourite and they're going well I think this it's called acting darling yeah yeah and all that but Jack, uh, Nicholson goes like Brando's the best soon as he dies we'll move up a level <laughs> I was like right that's quite a cool cool quote but I'm still not I remember this story about the actor who did some acting with John Hurt and then because um, he doesn't do any of the method shit he just acts and then when he's Lawrence not Olivier. acting why do you try acting my boy yeah, L- yeah. Uh, Elephant Man that's right there was another one like no, Marathon Man Marath- no it's Marathon yeah, Man right, Sorry, with, with Dustin Hoffman Lawrence Olivier was in Marathon Man there was with, a, with Dustin yeah, Hoffman there was yeah, another one with John Hurt did it as well I can't remember who the actor was he said he worked yeah, no, yeah, Hurt, John, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's Lawrence Olivier and Dustin Hoffman yeah, yeah I know you're on about the Marathon Man yeah that's why you try acting my boy a lot of British actors well it's called Snickers Man now isn't it a lot of British actors do just act and then stop there's no method about it you don't have to pretend to be the joker for fucking weeks no no no. just act send the music Tom Hardy Tom Hardy's a character actor it's like 
he doesn't. He's not method, but he, he, he appears to be a bit like, oh, he's really getting he into that. But he's not. He just, he just likes to put on really stupid voices. <coughs> yeah, I don't you think do he goes around. Job, fucking, and when you finish yeah. the job, you stop. I've not heard you about him pre- being method. Like you don't pretend to be the person for no. weeks. I, no. I think that's pretty shit. You're a rubbish actor if you're pretending to be the. But not that I know much about acting. But I tell you what, I do know. No. I do know some of the warm up techniques of some of the world's most famous actors. Now a lot of people think that they just go into an acting role, oh, and yeah. they do, of course. But there is warm up techniques. So. Uh, what what are some of the reel out some of the actors Jack Nicholson for example yeah alright alright so Jack Nicholson used to have a warm up technique before he would start acting and it used to go something like this Greg do you remember it (laughs) okay I want you all to sing along with me one two three um Jack's alright he's here to stay Jack he likes to play um in his, oh, what is this a vocal exercise okay. so that was that was uh, his warm up technique yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 and what was Humphrey Bogart's warm up technique what did he used to do before he was acting for everyone to get them all like relaxed and loosened up you remember that one um I don't know something like this um <laughs> say it again yeah, Sam. It. um the rain falls mainly plain, the planes fall mainly in Spain and he used to get everyone um, to say that didn't he yeah the rain come on, guys! Come on, planes fall. Planes, planes fall mainly in Spain. Oh, fuck, that's good. And there was a few more. Um, the only, the other one I know, I think the one of the most famous ones was, of course, Christopher Walken. And I think Johnny knows his warm up te- technique. Do you remember Christopher Walken's warm up technique? Yeah, yeah. He, he used to do a dance like this, and then he used that's to good. do a dance like this. Yeah, and then he go, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what he's waiting for. And then we go, hey. Say what about? Yeah. So, um. I did hear an, you mentioned Woody, you mentioned Woody Allen earlier. I had an interesting anecdote today. Um, there was like a, mi- a meal, big meal put on for the great and the good, and Woody Allen was there with his wife. And you know the comedian Chelsea Handler, yeah, Chelsea Handler. She yeah. was sat with him, and she said all the way through the meal, she thought I've got to say something. So she was, uh, she, I've got to say something. So she was eat, eating her meal, and then she said she waited till dessert and leant over and said, "So how did you two meet?" <laughs> and he spat he spat out his uh, spat out his dessert and they had to leave well did Woody Allen or Chelsea Handler have to Chelsea leave? Handler said, a friend said this stuff you it's time never to say go. that to Woody Allen yeah, how did you, you never say me? that to Jimmy Savile <laughs> you do not cross Jimmy Savile in this hospital what Jimmy wants Jimmy gets Jimmy gets I'll tell you something funny today though I read about you know the um, Nike trainers yeah I've heard the of blood, them yeah. Yeah, they had the blood in them and everyone kicked off about it. Yeah, little Nas X. It. And they were saying, like, I sent it to you, no one yeah. goes a shit about Tony Hawk's putting blood on his new skateboard. Oh, I didn't know. I did. did. I heard about that. And I was but, like, I'd rather... Uh, uh, they were saying, like, obviously that was all over the news and saying it's all bad and all this, like, but when Tony Hawk's does it... Yeah, don't but he'd a blood board than a, Why is that? blood trainers. Uh, I'll have the blood trainers because they're worth more because they recalled them. But little Nas X courts con- uh, controversy... Yeah. Um, in but, all sorts like he said first coming out as gay was quite controversial allegedly in hip hop but no one really gave a shit so then he made a video where he's um, fucking the devil to death mm, and then brought out a pair of trainers with, allegedly with his blood in I'd it I'd say a bit much but it's the devil so yeah 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 so, and then he becomes the devil right so this no, will be too much <laughs> too far Right, I've got another little tester for you because I like to throw you guys in the thick of it and test you every Ooh, week. And this week, this week we're going to have loads more tests. So it's going to be Ben Bar- Barry Ben's test test day because Chris isn't here. So I've got another one for you. So this week is the National Television Awards, okay? Mm. Uh, I don't know if you know that. And Ant and Deck are probably due to win another award like they do every year and they've done for the last 25 they they, years. Do they have an award for the best repeat? Well, um, no, I don't think they so. They should do. That's something. But if you were asked to prevent 
uh, to present a BAFTA or BAFTA National Television Award, isn't it? Mm. To uh, like you know the bit at the beginning where you go, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you get on stage and do the award, yeah, and then you've got to read it out. Yeah, uh, I want to see how you two would both individually do it. Now it's Ant and Deck have won the award, so that's you can okay. say Ant and Deck and Express Light, Light Entertainment presenters. That's the award. So how would you do? So I'll introduce you to the stage. It's not. It's not. It's like an award ceremony. You'd have to be funny. Yeah. And I, to be quite honest with you, I would advise you never to do a skit before you do an award. But that's entirely up to you. I'm not a conformist. Okay. So, so let's start with you and see how you do it. So, okay. uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here to hand out the award, uh, the National Television Awards, for the Best Light Entertainer Presenters is Greg Hickson. Thank God. At last, I'm here presenting an award. Obviously, I've been recognised in order to be here to to uh, present this award to uh, these guys. Anyway. Um, uh, Don't you read out the nominees? Oh, yeah, Sorry. Sorry, got uh, this isn't about me. I forgot. Yeah, it's not about me. It's this. There's an award to give out. Okay, let me just open this envelope. Uh, take my time here. It's me, Greg Hickson, by the way. Just in case anybody forgot the name. And the, the nominees are. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and of course, it's Ant and Deck. So, do you remember Biker Grove? I remember when I first. Do you remember Pete? What dog at me eyes, Spooky, etc. Fuck me, they've come along. I mean, they are. Uh, they're like Spielberg and someone else, you know. They're like. When would, when would you walk off? Would you keep talking? Would you walk off by now? No, I'd still be going. <laughs> still yeah, going. yeah, and they'll, they'll be going. Ah, this guy's making it about him. Ah, he doesn't give a fuck about the dick. And then, uh, about, anyway, guys, it's not about me. Oh, come on, come and say some boring shit, you Geordie twats. Come on, get up here. <laughs> I like it, uh, Johnny. How would you present the award? Just want and here to can you going to introduce me? Oh, sorry. Yeah. And uh, sorry, yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, here to present the award for best light entertainment presenter, uh, Mister. You you recognise him from the Idol Matinee podcast, Mister Johnny Ribena. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. No need to open the envelope. It's going to be Ant and Deck again. Uh, Deck's going to come and collect it because Ant decided to drive himself in. <laughs> I reckon they kick you out for that. Good. That's pretty good. So, yeah, that's evil, man. TV wankers. I haven't even got a TV licence. Ah, get off me! Ah, Very self-indulgent, Johnny. Very self-indulgent. <laughs> Ooh! Right, so uh, here's another little... Let's keep going with this, because I've got... Like, unless you guys have got any subjects you want to talk about. Yeah, I've got a couple. Okay, go, let's do one of yours, and then we'll jump back to one of mine then. So go on then. I see this week, uh, looking at current affairs, Natalie Portman has written a gender-safe book of fairy tales called Natalie Portman's Fables. What a genius. She has taken three existing fairy tales and made the pronouns gender, gender neutral, bound to be a bestseller. How worthy, Natalie Portman, stupid fucking cunt, Natalie Portman. That's what I wrote down this week. <laughs> Were you drunk when you wrote that? Nope. Okay. You're not. Oh, there's going to be a program that's good soon on TV with John Cleese. Have you seen that on Channel nah. Four? Talking about what? You know, John Cleese miserable. talking about wokeness. He goes to see oh, what is wokeness. And no one's wo- woke. an old word. Correctness, and yeah, he's going to see how comedy's changed, and it's a show about it. Mm. Uh, oh, talking of comedy, before we move on, we are always moving. Well, we're life, always comedy. I find that life always moves on, don't you? It never just stops. It just keeps on going, well, and then one day it stops. Dreams don't pay the bills, Barry. Some uh, I don't know when the internet stops. It feels like yeah, everything stops. You'd be fucked, mate. Uh, we watched something <laughs> this week called uh, Ladhood. Oh, Greg yes. recommended it by Liam yeah. Williams. It's a com- have you oh, seen yeah. Ladhood? No. No. Okay. So I'll still think, living I'll give it, you mate. a quick idea of what it is because it was season two started, and you know what I'm like. I've, I've got like a two. Minute. I know what you're like. 
I've got a 10 minute attention span, which is perfect for the that's, 10 minute videos on Pornhub. Uh, but so basically, <laughs> I, I put Ladhood on and it's the second season. So I went to start watching the first episode of the second season, didn't I? Yeah, and I was like, I was like well, if you do it, because he goes, oh, it's quite good. And I told him it was good as well. He goes, oh, I'll give it a go then. And then I was like, well, maybe start with the, like, the, yeah, the first episode. Yeah. But the, no, the thing is, you did get an idea of, well, no, you did, 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 a whole lot from the first yeah, season yes, then. Yes, I went yeah. back. And it's and, and, a guy yeah. called Liam Williams. He's a stand-up comedian, and he talks about his school days. All right. So it's a bit like in between us, but not it's a little bit different to that because then he's talk- flashes back to him now getting into all these awkward situations. And the first oh, season is oh, pretty oh, funny. Yeah. So no, that's basically yeah. So he talks about his life and school days, and season two's just started now. Oh, all right. And um, but what we were saying, what's interesting when you watch it is if you you can make a direct comparison to that to the Ian Sterling comedy we watched yes. because they're both roughly the same age. They're both in the early thirties. Exactly. The same. Age. So they're 33. Both, yeah, they're both 33. Exactly the same one's than good and one's not. Well, yeah. of course. And they both went to school at the same time. So you can see how he's made a, made a show mm. where his show is like pretty deep, pretty spot on the nail. There's loads of stuff you can relate to in it, even though we're older, but you still get it. And like you talk about paranoid and doing it's weed in the spot woods. On the nail. <laughs> and then there's Sterling's show that's just like, a, well, we've, I don't want to say anything more. Ian Sterling's done a good job. But uh, to fair be, play to him. It makes me feel better about what we initially said about buffering. He got on the Jack Mate podcast. Fair play. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, done he looked rough on that didn't he I watch it I hate he it he looked rough I hate that I just, no I just saw the thumbnail but talking of Ian Sterling there's another bit of news that's just come in apparently Love Island fans have vowed to boycott the show next year if Laura Whitmore that's his girlfriend isn't it uh, confirms a return so Why don't they like her uh, let's have a look want Caroline Flack back <laughs> bring back Flack yeah she's got less personality than uh, Caroline Flack has got now um, Ooh, yeah, but shit. many annoyed fans rushed right. to social media to say they were going to boycott the show next year. They uh, they told they well, the mirror can't write. They told they were unimpressed by the results of the final. Oh, so they, can they, I just say uh, sorry, Johnny? You just like I, I was halfway through a point. Yeah, about I'm the, rambling. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no the the comparison between Buffering and Ladhood. See what what Ian Sterling's done is alienate his whole audience by going like, this is what it's like to be a guy like me who's a TV, who works in children's TV and is doing this. No one cares. What, what Ladhood does is everyone can relate to it. Like every single person, whether they're now a successful comedian or on TV or whatever or not. Um, top of your game. So yeah. You're top of your game. Top of your game. Yeah. Your so game. That, yeah. And, and it's just, it's better, better observed. Yeah, better observed. You put more funnier. time in something, it generally if you've got yeah. the talent and you put time in something and you put effort into something it generally comes yeah. out really good and I, and I could relate to it. even though he's 10 years younger I could see the, the music movement this is the way he's talking about it I could just go like boom take that those 10 years and shift them back to what he was saying about the different mu- music and everything the, the way he was talking about the streets and the indie movement coming through you could just change the name of the bands. It was our history, like doing buckets in the woods. I said to you, I was like, yeah. that woods, the little cops of woods they've chosen. Yeah. That's exactly like you know, when I was changed. their age, we're even younger. Um, Five. <laughs> I was 15. Dad, doing buckets in the woods I was 15. They were meant to be like 16, 17. When you were young, like the world was a magical place. And it's like, wow. And everything was a true discovery. And then when one day you found out you were going to die, you were like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And as you get older, you're like, oh, I can't wait to die for this to be over. It's just fucking oh, that's miserable. Weird. That's, yeah, the only thing that keeps me going is this I'm podcast. <laughs> and like, if I ain't got this, yeah. it's like, fuck. I ain't got yeah. nothing. But I don't want to bring it down. No, so. no. Oh, I just read through it, and there is actually nothing about Laura Whitmore. They were just complaining about the results. So the oh, headline was a bit of a misnomer. I will there. say, though, that you have to be 
say what you want about Caroline Flack and you used to say a lot of stuff on Twitter and that. Yeah, you did. You were quite cool about her. You were very cool. I've only just joined Twitter, right? And I've exclusively only twittered about, tweeted about fucking... (laughs) All right, granddad. (laughs) Boomer. Boom. Boom, boom, boomer. I know you don't like her. No, shut up I've tweeted specifically about I was going to accuse everyone watching it right? so my thread has just been purely people going like can't believe oh Dave Tracy what's it like? oh they've been and I'm like what the fuck are they talking about and I've had to google these people I'm like oh it's about Love Island is that all anyone's talking about on Twitter why am I getting fed this shit I don't know how Twitter works probably so I'm just responding directly to these people follow other people going like, going like, going like I think there's bigger things to fucking worry about it's because of people like you more suicides happen each year because of you people watching this stuff and commenting about it they all kill themselves they all come out because of all your stupid Only comments. Only two have killed I didn't themselves. Say, oh yeah, no, I, didn't, you, I didn't actually say that. So I have you actually followed anyone Caroline on Twitter Flack. or are you just getting a general feed? Hmm? Have you followed anyone on Twitter? No, or, yeah, no I'm not following No, you're just person. getting a general yeah, feed general of whatever's feed. popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's you, love on. You're being exactly... So, yeah. I, did I tell you about the time when my mum was on Facebook? She goes, oh, this girl's had a right go at me. And I went, why? And so this picture come up and she said, look at my new nose piercing. And I went, ugh. And then she's like, who are you? Why are you having a go at me? And I said, well, you're on my page. I went, you don't know how Facebook works, do you, mum? It's just someone that someone knows has put put that up oh, and they God, just fed it to you. Mum. Yep, here you oh, are. Mum. And she's 75. But well, I said, I, well, so I put this shit up like, um, oh, my girlfriend, uh, I don't even have a girlfriend, but I was like, oh, my, girl, my, girlfriend's <laughs> trying, my girlfriend's trying to get me to watch Love Island. I said, let's watch Pornhub in, instead. Yeah, the banter and the sex joke. is much better. Uh-huh. And the comments. Which is true. And then I said, uh, another one's like that. And yeah, a few people. Yeah, getting good what at was it. the other one? Um, you're uh, a real I said, like, I said like, uh, well done. Uh, I went, well done, uh, all the daft races racists who voted Brexit now I can't get a milkshake in McDonald's or chicken and Nando's or whatever surely racists like chicken and milk milkshake. that was quite a funny sketch in that ladhood saying that where he's having dinner with all those people they talk about 10k runs oh, they yeah. get a 10k I did a 10k and then, and then they, start, they say they voted conservatives go, oh my god you're Tories and then he gets <laughs> up and loose. having a massive rant yeah. and that's why you're this and that's why they're like yeah. 10 minutes later still ranting at him and, and then 10k's for dickheads <laughs> that's that's cool. so anyway yeah you'd have to watch it because we can't do it yeah I'll give you a good bit of advice. Neither, so here's a bit of advice my old man gave me, and I think you should heed it. Neither a lender or a borrower be. Never lend anything, never borrow anything. I mean that you'll be all right. So tell us about this, uh, especially if the person's apart on, from your mum and dad, and if they're a crackhead, don't lend stuff to crackheads. Yeah. You never get it back. Not no, even no, ones what, you, what know. you mean apart from crack. No, you mean no, especially, especially, especially yeah. don't lend stuff to crackheads. You can borrow off your mum and dad. I mean, because yeah. everyone borrows off their money. Well, unless gimm- you're that successful, you're like, right, as soon as you... you the bank of mum and dad. Even when you've got paper around, you could be as, like, entrepreneurial or whatever, as you, whatever from a young age, you still rely on your mum and dad at some point. Like, I mean, you're going to have to take money off your mum and dad. You don't just come out and go like, right, don't need you anymore as a baby, and go, and then start being you, boss baby. Unless boss baby, unless you're boss baby. Have you never had the dream where, like, you go, mum, dad, you- your mortgage is paid off, step yes. outside... Check out what's in the driveway, and there's two brand new cars there. You like holidays, Mum and Dad? Oh, we love holidays. Guess where you're going Guess next week? Guess who's the number two podcast in the world, Mum and Dad? Joe Rogan. That's right. Mm, we did it. He's <laughs> Here's a now. yacht, Dad. Here's a yacht, Mum. We're 80. We don't need yachts. Well, have them anyway. And then you say, 
you can take off the VR headset now, Mum and Dad. It was all an illusion. It's a very weird VR program. Like one that makes the Idle Matinee podcast the number one podcast. If in when the world. we are the number one podcast and we've all got yachts, there's one thing I saw in the news this week that we do need to keep an eye on when we're on our yachts. Is um, apparently sexually frustrated sea snakes are mistaking scuba divers for potential mates. Uh, they swim up to you and they wrap around your legs and act all flirty. Mm, sounds nice. Something to keep an eye out for when that happens. <clears throat> So, uh, draw the fuck a dolphin in the blowhole. So let's talk. I want to talk about being men and men that collect things because we all like collecting stuff as men. We have a little fetish for collections. What were we talking do, about? And women do. What do you want? What were we talking about? What were we talking about? Don't worry about the it. crep challenge. What's this crep thing? I remember the ALS challenge. You've got a new one, haven't you? The What's crate the... challenge. Oh, you mean? crate. Yeah, it's a crate, crate challenge. challenge no, a crepe of... challenge is like what Kish, like around Kitchen's house. So what's the crate challenge? Oh, are you talking about crepes as in trainers or crepes no, as in lovely, delicious in French crate, pancakes? As in a milk crate. Okay. Um, what they've been doing, they, this is the new online, what do they call it? When, gone viral. It's like a, you know when they used to do planking? What do they call that when everyone used that to do? That thing where you freeze and don't move and you dance. No, no, I mean when shake. something takes off, it goes viral and everyone does it. Well, the crate challenge... I think challenge, it's going viral, isn't it? No, like flash mob type shit, but it's yeah, like a yeah. name like for it. It's craze. A, it's a craze. It's a craze. Yeah, it's a craze. It's a fad. It's a buzz. It's a thing. It's a buzz. Do there's it for a the sheer fuck-offness of it. Yeah, it's called the crate challenge, and it started in America, and it looks, when you watch the video, basically they pile up some crates going up and down very much like when Jackie Chan did the uh, dragon dance when they jump up and down on uh, the poles but on this one they have they start with one crate then two crates then three crates then four crates five six seven until it goes up about ten feet tall and then it goes back down again but they're just piled up on some grass and they basically say if you can get across it you get this much money and it, I get the impression it's like sort of slow people or like almost like bum fights and they try and walk up it and normally it wobbles and they fall down and smash themselves on their back but you have to walk up to the top of the the pile of crates and then down the other side is it for charity or anything no no it's for it's for views isn't it and follows and likes where do they get all the crates from surely you have to try and source some crates from somewhere it's not uh, like, there's loads of crates in america it sounds a lot more water. dangerous than oh, the very bucket. dangerous people fall on their back and oh, really well, that's hurt themselves because i saw a video on reddit where i have i haven't watched this because i can't watch stuff like this but he must be doing the great challenge crate challenge not great challenge crate challenge and snaps arm in half yeah 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 it's very dangerous obviously just loads of thick people are gonna get hurt and die it's great yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'm yeah, all yeah, for yeah. the crate challenge keep on crating guys so I've thought because I've got a load of crates out of the back I emptied all my records out oh of well, them oh I'll do it oh no and uh, well no it's just for, it's just for, just for uh, bragging rights really because I haven't got any money I learn it all to crack it how can you brag if you break your arm people just think you're an well, idiot well no if you get across he's if you get bragging about across. having loads of crates at the moment he's, he's a crate guy <laughs> well if talking about bragging about having a lot of things now do you find that um, men and women but I think it's mate would you say that Okay, here's what. Let me put this to you, right? Because I don't know if it is. This is true. So, men and women like to collect stuff. Or would you reckon it's more men or more women? Or do you reckon it's about the same? Mm. And when I say collect stuff, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I know you collect what you mean. Teapots, yeah, or Star Wars yeah. figures, or I'd say Beanie Babies. That's, that's a good one because I'd say I don't know. In this day, like your average person, unless if they're not a nerd or whatever, I'd say probably men. I'd say men are more likely to collect certain things. Um, like you don't collect anything, do you? No, I don't. I'm basing that on. I'm, I'm a hoarder, like I'm a semi-hoarder, so I, I keep hold of things, but I don't really collect them. Uh, but no, like old bongs, 
You could say I collect old bongs. You've got three, yeah. mate. Because they're not functional. I don't you've got use three, them. though. That's not really a collection. Yeah, no, so that's not. more that you don't throw um, away your yeah, old shit. Old shit, yeah. Yeah, and that's weird. Um, I collect uh, letters of the alphabet. The main one I collect is X's. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, like as in girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Gadgets. Um, I like my gadgets. I've got loads of yeah, gadgets. You collect electrical. You collect clicks. things you can charge. Yeah. So Electrical I stuff. I've had a few times in my life where I've been a bit of a collector. So I collected... Um, uh, well, I had Warhammer, and my sister had Sylvanian families. So oh, there you go. But then I, but the, that's the I, she, Sylvanian families and all that shit stopped uh, for my sisters and everything when they were a lot younger. I would, I, I was collecting like miniatures, Warhammer stuff, um, into my, like thirteen, about thirteen or whatever, thirteen, fourteen, possibly, and maybe not as late as fourteen. The plastic era or the lead era. Both. Well, yeah, both. Yeah, the, the plastic. I got Hero Quest. The plastic. plastic. We, when we talked about Warhammer. Brown before let me had the episode yeah. Warhammer Brown about putting miniatures up your ass and everything. Obviously, didn't do that. Um, Put the bigger ones up. Much, yeah, the, the big the oh, twelve inch figures, the big, the big golden demon, yeah, ones. But no, it started off with the plastic ones, Hero Quest, Space Crusade. Then I saw the the lead ones were really uh, more intricate. They were, yeah, they were. They were just better. Yeah, yeah, because the plastic ones were like mass molded shit, weren't they? Whereas the lead ones. I don't know. Were they like handcrafted or some no, shit? No, I don't know. They were much more mold. detailed. They're though, in a yeah. mold, aren't they? Yeah, but all the best miniatures were lead. Yeah, like. because you get more detail in a lead mold than you can with a plastic yeah, yeah. one. But um, I remember I had the there was like a Warhammer, but it was like an American football game. Oh, the Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Yeah, I had that, and I had no one to play it with really. So it was a nice oh, man, box. Though, if wasn't only it? we'd met. Like that'd been weird though. Cause <laughs> you'd been like twelve, and I'd been six or something, and then that'd been weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Is there anything you ever have collected though in your life, like Star Wars figures, He-Man stuff? Stamps, you had a big collection of trainers, jackets. Johnny's got loads of fucking shit. Comics. Like, just name. He's got Boba. Uh, he's got Boba Fett. Boba everything. Fett collection. Yeah. yeah. I've, so, I've sold a lot of stuff off now, but. Like, well, I went like on Sunday. I went round to I reckon it must be England's biggest sneaker collector, Mister Kish Cash. Yeah, and we we all went round to meet him and I rang the doorbell and he's like, uh, "I'll be down in a sec. Go, can't we come in?" And he's like, oh, "No, you can't." And I thought he was just being rude, but you can't get in his house. Guys, oh, got so many pairs yeah. of trainers, you it's literally ridiculous. cannot get in. Yeah, yeah, because I was reading about the guy who collected Beanie Babies because kitchen, he thought they were going to be kitchens just full of oh boxes. really in the kitchen yeah. as well kitchen boxes hallway boxes I shouldn't really say uh, living room boxes hallway boxes spare rooms boxes has he got any in storage as well or are they just all in his house or does he have storage oh no this is, he reckons these, these are just the ones he's during, like a really during, f- focused and trendy hoarder yeah but these are just the ones during lockdown so he's he's creating a oh, he's creating a like I said, a studio his hoarding's alright see because if that was just junk in London you'd be like you've got a problem but <laughs> so you're like, oh they're really expensive trainers I, and that yeah. so I think right. the thing with that is that is quite a good collection but then when you get to a certain point they i rock. think you'd have to start yeah. um displaying yeah. it surely like some of them are actually just disintegrating in the fucking boxes yeah, like i've got a pair of um jordan freeze my favorite my favorite well, i've got two pair one that i bought when we went we were working in london remember yeah and i said oh, i've got to buy these got to buy these i found the original pair i had opened the box and they are dis- the, bo- the bottoms are disintegrating they're rock- case in point take yeah. repair trainers, trainers to be worn toys to be played with yeah. Keep it, I've got a Hong Kong Fui thing up there which isn't rare but it was just one thing I was like oh just when I was aware of like oh things in their packaging are worth more I mean and then my sister gave me a very generic like Hong Kong Fui thing which I should have got out and played with at the age of 25 yeah. 26 but I thought no I'll keep it in its packaging I've only had it yeah since 2005 2006 and uh, it's not I don't think it's worth it's probably worth it probably is worth more than had I taken it out of the box but I don't think it's it's not a fucking vinyl cloak jowl or whatever I'll tell you what though the um Toys like that, you're not really going to play with them, and they collect less dust in the box, and you can still display them. 
Yes, I mean, toys, yeah, they probably are better from the box. Our age, I mean. Yeah. I'd say a lot of older men collect Lego now as well. Like, Lego's a my big dad, thing. My dad's got fucking like, about four of those adult ones. He's got a Mini yeah. Cooper, camper van, Formula One car, whatever, like, the proper adult yeah. shit takes you fucking ages. They're dust bastards, didn't of, they? Lego. Like, motors and that. But they, they look cool. He's got them in, like, little cabinets and stuff in his um, office. Have, have you trodden on one for a laugh in the cabinet? And <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. my foot... <laughs> The problem with collecting is there's like the obviously the the buzz collecting like um, like the Beanie Baby or what's them bobblehead them stupid oh Funko Pops Funko Pops they're worthless yeah of course um, like I've got one Biggie Smalls one that's supposed to be worth mine I only so bought it because the, the, the jiggly value. head bobblehead things no no called? no the Funko Pop things sorry what but are they they've, they've got weird heads they've got you big heads them, and like, weird eyes heads. you get them in Tesco you get them in toy shops they're everywhere but just they a lot of plastic heads. they look like yeah, bobbleheads they don't move they they got big massive heads and they're about I don't know ten centimeters. Oh, no, I've heard the it's name. Like explaining something to your grandma. Oh, sure. No, no, no. I don't know what Funko no. Pops are. The internet. It's something I've heard of. Yeah. Because but you I... haven't left the house in two, three years, you've never seen them. But they're addictive. <laughs> you like, um, it, mate. Nah, or for here. example, I'm... I collect porn. I've got fucking loads of it. <laughs> Thirty thousand terabytes. Old school. No, old school mags. I rented. Um, <laughs> I rented a flat out to this guy Ish. that I used to work with, and he collected the he started buying these like weird ceramic bears but they're like rude evil rude yeah, bears I've, or yeah. they got piercings or I spoke to somebody he had fucking loads of them yeah they're called the I think they're bad news bears bad, or something, something like, like that, that yeah. yeah I spoke to a customer and she said that um she goes, oh, I just split. This was ages ago. You remind me of that. She goes, I split my husband, uh, whatever, and now I can get my bad news bears out again. And I was like, oh, what's that about? She goes, oh, he made me put them all in the loft. Because they're like shit. Yeah. And she had shit. And they're like rude ones, aren't they? Like, yeah, they're small. Like, yeah, or they'll be dressed up as sadomasochism and, and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. But they're just little bits of ceramic crap. They may as well be the crap your nan had. I think I love what the thing I love about the world now is in the old days when you used to have a porn collection, it would be VHS tapes. It'd be or fucking mags. mags. Now it's just memory cards. Yeah, Five memory cards, and you've got enough porn for a fucking. The other style of, it's just not the same as the other not, style of collecting I was going to say about is stuff that's actually valuable. Like actually, it's weirdly enough, old sixties porno mags are worth a fortune. Yeah, I've got I've got a box in my loft, not sixties porn mags. But when we cleared up my uncle's house when he passed away, seventies porno box mags of magazines like TV yeah. Times, uh, old mags, and they're really yeah. good. Like obviously they're probably not worth a lot, but some of them are worth like five, aren't they? And stuff well, that like shit's that, art, right? And that shit's art, and it should be um, in the real world, physical, like tats to touch, same as photos, like. Everyone's who likes my photos, they like them on the wall. They're not, not, they don't like them the same on Instagram. Like them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, yeah they, they've been out of like because they're not really taking it in. It's just been a fucking throwaway image. They yeah, go Instagram like a swipe, like yeah, a Tinder swipe, thing, isn't it? and also it's cropped to fuck as well. It's not got gloss on it, and it's it's just not art, etc. Is meant to be on a fucking wall, massive. You forget, mm. and everyone's looking on their phone right, and, and watching. Go like Keith Haring. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> the same with porn. Put like a, a porn, porn, a porn should be on massive on if your wall. Goes, I'd be much more impressed like, if I went around someone's house and there's just all these porn mags like all over everywhere. Like, yeah, porn mags. Like, oh wow, what's the, that looks good. Like, rather than someone, wouldn't you be worried about yeah, sitting on the sofa? If someone had it on their terabytes, it's just like oh, I've got a massive porn collection. So like, and we'll take this Check thing. Check out this hard drive. Yeah, yeah and they'd be like, no, I can't bother. Like, I'll just point out the best files. Like, the seventies, eighties, and these fucking little files. Well, when someone's idea. got fucking. Oh, there! Funny, you like oh, porn. Wow. Do people collect porn on their computer then? No, uh, really. no, no, I don't no. collect. Yeah, people porn. do, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't collect, I've got Pornhub. It's throwaway to me. It's just yeah. a daily thing. I just go. Oh, I can just wank over anyone I want now. Look, well, if the internet we're, we're ruining off. one of my bits. What if the internet turns oh, yeah. off? For um, what, what, what if the internet turns off? Don't think of that, do you? 
Yeah, well, exactly. That's, yeah, you're fat then, yeah, mate. Yeah, I fucking do. That's why I've... You've got your imagination. <laughs> yeah, memories. I've got my, no, that's when you need... Um, that's when you obviously need some actual hard copies of stuff, like DVDs, yeah, whatever. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I haven't got... You're right. Oh, shit. That's, just reminds me, I haven't actually got a hard copy yeah, of anything. Yeah, exactly. That sort of reminds me of a joke I heard, actually. What's that? It's about this, uh, this geezer... I got complacent. This geezer that always wanted to join the Navy, and he... Um, I got complacent. I did it. I know. I honestly have a backup DVD for shit like that. I was like, I had one in Spain when I couldn't get what you can't get Wi Fi when you want to wank oh, in yeah. Spain. And you're like, oh fuck, I can't get. And I had a backup video of Imagine Mia, that. Mia, what's her name? You know, poor names. Mia. Khalifa. No, 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 no. It's, um, Mia Culpa. You know, it's like a, a Polish sounding name, Kowalski or something. Mia Kowalski. Kowals- uh, she's American, but. Yeah. Yeah. Mia Culpa would be a very good name what for about, a porno star. It means my fault. That's one thing they never mention, is it, in dystopian movies? Like when everything goes down and fails. Like. Porn. What's that in South Park? <laughs> I like, can't uh, imagine it anymore. There's an episode in South Park with Randy when he goes fucking mental, like looking for porn. <laughs> what happens? I can't remember. Oh, it's been <laughs> done. Oh, yeah. All right, fair enough. No, about, uh, well, the the joke that. was about a bloke that joins the Navy and. He uh, requests to go. He's always been into submarines, so he goes. He gets the first day on a submarine. The uh, the bloke in charge, the captain, shows him around, and then he suddenly thinks he goes. Well, is there, there's no you know. He goes. You could be away for months, and there's no women on here, and there's no Wi-Fi. And he goes. What, what what do we do? He goes. Oh, don't worry. Then he takes him. He goes. This is the last room, and he goes in there. And there's a barrel with a hole in it. And he goes. You ever feel like you want to have you know when you're off duty and you want to have sex? You just go in there and use the barrel. He goes. What? He goes. Don't. No. 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 So you'll be. You'll, you'll like it. He goes. Well, go on and pop in and have a go now. So he goes in and he's in there for about twenty minutes, and he comes out with a big smile on his face and he goes, "Wow, that's amazing." He goes, "How often can you use the barrel?" And he goes, "Well, whenever you like, except Thursdays." And he goes, "Well, what 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 happens on Thursdays?" He goes, "Well, that's your turn in the barrel." <laughs> that's a very good one that's an old school joke uh, that one talk about, uh, going back to collection and collecting things so there's stuff that people have all collected in the past that they thought was valuable that wasn't valuable obviously Beanie Babies is the big one when everyone before the days of the internet and baseball comics. cards is another one and comics from the early 90s yeah because they would produce so much everyone thought oh there's, you can collect yeah. them and then you should have sold them then like they had variable variants sorry where they'd have a Spider-Man comic would come out and then it'd come out with a gold edition a platinum edition and in each box that a comic shop bought they'd have so many of the variants depending on how many they bought and everyone would go mad for them at the time they would be like go up to 200 pound 300 and you think oh, i'm going to save that forever but in the end there was thousands of them so now they're mm. worth fuck all well, it's interesting you say um about baseball cards because we don't like they, they are massive in america baseball cards are fucking about huge six like, foot tall aren't they <laughs> same same height as the players um, no, but they're fucking huge. What was the fucking? What, what do we have here? The fucking uh, football ones, cigarette cards, tops. No, what are the names? The name of the, the football. Oh, panini. panini, panini. That's it. Yeah. It's so the panini, Italian, yeah, yeah. So that's our equivalent. Oh, these these panini stickers well, no, and shit. Before we used that, to get. you had cigarette cards, and they are valuable. They used to, what, used in to England. Get, yeah, yeah. You used, used to get cricket player ones. Yeah, yeah. No, they yeah, come in. Not, I think they came in cigarettes or matches. They're not. They're not, nothing compared. Like, but the, oh no, indeed. But yeah, the yeah. Baseball but cards in you, yeah, America. They go for hundreds. They're like the biggest thing. They're they? not worth money. Baseball cards. Yeah, they are. They're worthless. There was a documentary about it, uh, and the documentary is about this guy whose dad. They were at one point. It's probably like stamps have gone down in value. 
because of the internet. Okay, so I'll tell you what happened with baseball cards. Okay, is. Some shit. In my head, I thought baseball was, cards in America were like worth much more was, than any sort a, of card over here. There's a few here. that are worth money, but it was all a con. It was all a ruse because before the internet, you'd have a baseball card magazine that would tell you what their values yeah, yeah, were. Yeah. So they would just mark up the values and then print Same the ones they wanted to print and make some rare. So this guy inherits all these baseball cards off his dad because he used to be like baseball card shops. So is in this, have you seen a documentary? Yeah, yeah. And when he goes to you saw it with me, and when he goes to get when he goes to get them valued they're worthless they're just giving them away and basically it's because it was oversaturated with baseball cards just like Beanie Babies my, uh, my mate Kishan who we mentioned earlier he used to collect did I say about he used to collect coke cans and I went to his house or his parents mm. house and in his old bedroom he had all these different rare all these different rare coke cans all around the room and he went down he used to go fuck off and do whatever he was doing for ages and I was just reading comics whatever in his room and I decided I took all the I got all the Coke cans and put them in empty sneaker boxes. Yeah. Took them all out there. They were all across the windowsill, all around shelf. I just took them all and hid them. And he come in and didn't even notice. He's well, never he mentioned never, it. Uh, well, never, he never collected them since. They just vanished. No, no, one, he's still, he? I'm still getting Coca-Cola stuff like birthdays. And if I get rare stuff, if I find weird bottles or stuff, I'll give weird. them to him. He just never mentioned it. He probably thought his mum tidied them up. If he listens to this, he's got. Uh, he's probably going to give me a very severe um, WhatsApp message. Talking to Okay, so do you... Um, there's another thing I want to... I'll just let Greg sort out the door. I'll bring him sit down. He can edit all this bit out. We can have a little pause. I need another yeah. piss. And then I've got to show you a video. I'll just remember saying, pause it for a sec. We don't need we'll to pause it. We just, pause it. Oh. You can cut yeah, it. I want to pause it. I want to show you Yeah, you might as well pause it. He's going to show us a video. No, don't stop it. Pause it. Well, no, I did that last time. Oh, no, yeah, press pause and pause. <laughs> right, so here's another little thing. We know we've talked about collecting stuff. How does this make you feel? Now, I don't know if you've ever come across this. When you say to someone, oh, you should, um, there's a really good thing on Netflix you should watch, like a example. Like, like, so you know they watch stuff. There's a documentary about Bob Ross or something. But then people tell you they're too busy to watch stuff. They say thing. They always say stuff like, "Oh yeah, I, I don't have enough time to watch like anything." You mean, when I when I t- keep telling you to watch the things, yeah, I've watched I do on have time. To, I just watch <laughs> Limmy, so I do have time to watch shit. I just want to collect but, memories, man. But what are people doing when they're too busy to well, watch? It's an stuff? insult, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I just don't have the time because I've actually got a life, unlike you, you loser who just watches shit on Netflix. That's all I hear, and I'm like, okay, that's what I think I hear like, as well. Good point. So I'm like, well, you're going to miss out. I'll I'm t- going to know loads about. I'm going to know loads more about programs and how to make better ones because that's, that's the thing I'm just doing research because when I finally write something it's going to be good <laughs> after everything I've said about Ian Sterling <laughs> when you finally write one sentence <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you why I've I often didn't something. watch stuff is because my house is like fucking half finished and the tip but at the moment I'm sorting my uh, living room out I've got a new sofa oh I've got a new sofa and um, now it's uh, I'm just finishing painting my kitchen at the moment and then I can actually sit down because I end up watching What's your stuff on like? my phone the sofa you got a new the sofa, sofa likes my bum no what no not what what does what does your sofa like what uh, is your sofa it's atomic like? orange ooh um, it's quite nice quite it's comfort- like, like the inside of a bummer jacket yeah sort of yeah yeah and I've got um, my sister got me one of those Philips colour changing lights so that goes behind Philips light, Hue yep Hue and I've also got an app and it lights up the back of the wall oh, behind TVs. it similar yeah but it don't, it don't, unf- I don't want if Neen listens to this I'm sorry I was originally slightly disappointed because it doesn't go through random colour changes. But Ooh, I'm nice Nina, to do that. you idiot. Yeah, I know. I thought you loved me. But it does look nice glowing up behind the sofa. So now I can sit down and watch watch stuff because, you know... Is I've it got, a two-seater, three-seater? It's a three-seater, Ooh. but um, 
I imagine it'll end up uh, if we if three of us sat on it, it'd probably I break. Love sofa chat, it's so good. People, that's what people want to hear. How, yeah, no, how high is the back? Is it a headrest? Is it a slouch or, a, or like a full on? Um, sort of. Put your head on us. Sort of. No, yeah, no. It's, a it's, bit of a it's not. A, yeah, it's more of a slouch. So you like stick it. a cushion up if you've got a wall like me here. This side. Yeah, yeah. You'd need if I ever invited so you round. If I invite you round, we're sitting in the kitchen anyway. When I get my new telly on the wall. But um, no, for that reason. I don't watch those now. Once I've got my flat sorted, I can sit down and actually watch things mm. that you suggest. Because I haven't, like I say, I don't play the TV license, so they can fuck off. I also think that people tend to make themselves too busy, as in, oh yeah, I, I, I haven't got time to watch that. I'm too busy. You think, well, what are you doing? Oh well, I'm working. I've got a lot of work to do um, on the computer, and I've got a lot of um, stuff to plan and get ready. And then we've got uh, we're going away next weekend, so we've got a plan for that. And the kids. Um, and then I've also... Uh, yeah, what, making you, out you've got write, a life. You're writing a book or something. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I'm doing a little bit of writing and a little bit... Okay, yeah, well, a crocodile can live for three years without food as long as it stays motionless. So a crocodile will do nothing for three years and stay motionless. So why are you making an effort to do anything? Because surely you don't have to do anything if a crocodile doesn't have to do nothing for three years. So you can sit and watch as much exactly. as you want. Everyone rushing around to try and do this, do this and do that, they're going to... They're going to die quicker. Out. You're Negligible senescence. So the ne- do as little as possible. As little you'll as live possible. Longer yeah, and you'll watch more shit. Be idle as you can be. Don't make was, any effort to do anything at all. Watch more stuff. I was listening to do Drink less. Champs, uh, the Nori uh, the Nori podcast, and uh, the Beanie Siegel one. I'm halfway through. It's quite good. But I didn't realise before he went to prison. Beanie Siegel went to prison. He had a um, a pet alligator in his house I don't, he didn't say what he did with it afterwards but he said they only grow the size of their environment so if it's in a large fish tank it doesn't grow massive there you go then so you can get an alligator can't you, like you, yeah, you if you go to prison I imagine you just put it in the sewers of New York that's like me in this tiny town if I'd moved to New York I'd be huge Slough. I need to move to Hemel Hempstead I'm moving to Hemel I'm go and live in a field in a tent a massive tent there's, there's a lot of halls in the bus station is nice in this town though good isn't war it? district oh, in Hemel yeah. well Boxmoor specifically there you go. I thought it was all around airports save that yeah. for the brown bear <laughs> do you ever ring up call centres um, for the service and have a conversation with the call centre person about stuff no about their lives and what they're up to not for a while have you, ever, you must have done that in the past though yeah surely. Well, call them yeah I've, I've done it I called the call centre and I was ringing up about my gas and electric oh I see what you and mean I yeah, like, yeah. found out he lived in Tring and like he'd visited here and he'd just moved back from London and he liked to, and he lived above a little Tesco and it's like great because you sort of think they're not going to rip you off if you can have a nice conversation yeah. with them but maybe they are but I had one ring me up and I just started yeah. chatting to her she was saying oh do you want a um, do you want to win a or do you want to get a free what they called iPad Oh, and nice. I said, no, nah, I got one from work, and they shit. I don't like them. She, <laughs> the she went, oh, you're lucky. Yeah, maybe. She went, oh, you're lucky, and all that. I went, yeah, yeah. And I got a bit bored, and I went, what are you wearing? And she went, what? I goes, what are you wearing? You, you're doing anything? You, what are you wearing? She goes, that's inappropriate. I went, you fucking rang me, and she hung up. Oh, she didn't stay on the phone for like, oh, no, well, no. I'm just wearing a I didn't even get a chance to get my cock out in the office. <laughs> what are you wearing? It's be your mum, Johnny. <laughs> Why is my mum asking me if I want a night? Oh, Christmas present. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. That's embarrassing. Yeah. So, um, I've got another question for you. So, you know, um, why do footballers really overdo the acting when they fall over? Like, get the attention of the referee. Is that part of the thing? Why don't yeah. they just like fall? Just do a quick fall. The same as when they pretend to fight each other. I don't know, yeah, don't know. they just love it. Yeah, yeah. it's drama to get the attention of the referee. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's horrible. It's just the most disgusting thing. It means you've made it. I think it's um, like when when you do that. I think that, it's because they're Italian. 
and well, I mean, uh, it's not just the Italians. There's a lot of, I mean, it's, English players aren't as bad for it. It's, it is mostly it's more like the Latin. When do you reckon it's the more romantic? It's the more romantic. The Spanish players, players don't do when, that. When do you think Spanish began? teams do that? But Spanish players it, well, don't Latin, do that. It was like the, the Brazilians, it, it, like Rivaldo. Remember, like at the corner flag, going ah, like holding his. But when yeah. did that begin? Is it a modern thing, or is it like nineties, eighties? Oh, when the money came in, obviously. When, when it, the money came when in. When the money came money in. Money ruined everything. In when the bloody money came in, obviously. The money ruined it. I was like watching the football, but then the money came in. It ruined my everything. Just, my Watch. old man, let me tell you a little story, right? Oh, yeah. My old man, back in the day, he used to play for Aston Villa, all right? Before they were up in oh. the game, he had a proper job. He worked in town, Woolworths. He was a manager in Woolworths. He was working 37 hours a week. He was playing for Aston Villa at the weekends. They were paying him 15 bob a, 15 bob a week. What was his link to Birmingham? Why do you support Villa instead of like a London well, team? Slow, like slow train. He lived in Birmingham. He was born in Birmingham. Okay, mate. but, but you, you moved to London then because that's why you talk the way you do. Yeah, my my old man. He's so a Brummie, I, though, I moved is he? to London, mate. Yeah, is he you from know Birmingham? Me, I He's from Birmingham. My old man. Oh, okay. Originally from Birmingham, worked in Woolworths. Good footballer. Spotted at school. Signed up to play for Aston Villa. If he was playing today, he'd be worth a bloody fortune. Oh, <laughs> that's funny, actually, saying I've got, that. I'll, I'll tell you, you Phil Mark Wright's wedding, didn't he? The England footballer back he in would. the 80s. And it was a shitty fucking little normal wedding. Like, well, I say nowadays, yeah, it would be a fucking extravagant fucking... You, you say about your dad, my dad video. said to me, when he used to play football, because my dad's 85 now, so he's probably, we're probably talking in the 60s and that. When he used to play football, he used to put on a pair of, like, boots... Yeah pair of jeans and a t-shirt and he'd get in his van and he'd drop oh no no that, that, he was a builder sorry he wasn't football no, that's a good one that should have saved that um, right I've got something I want you to do now probably Greg or Johnny who can sing in the style of Johnny Cash who do you reckon is the best at singing in the style of Johnny yeah, what, song you, you, what, what song do well, you want well I'm going to give you the money, song money money oh, no, it's just oh, you can look at my phone hold the phone up I'm not going to tell you what the song is but I want you to read this train coming. in the style of Johnny Cash it's starting coming there. round the bend I ain't seen the sunshine. Alright, <laughs> right. here we go. The bus is coming and everybody's jumping. New York through San Francisco and interstate free disco. The wheel's still turning, traffic lights are burning. So if you like to party, get on and move your body. Oh, is that not is bad? That, not bad. So uh, one so, <laughs> The Venger bus is coming. Yeah, that's not Johnny Cash, mate. I'll tell, you, Johnny I'll tell Cash. you the Johnny Cash song I like the best. The, um, the counting song. Busy What's that? I had a 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, 78, that's 79, like 70, 73, 79, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, Something yeah. you brought up a long time ago, Greg, is how heartbreaking it is to look at Michelle Ryan now. She's 37 years old. I never got to the end of that clickbait. You could never find it. Yeah, never so found, never I was the one I could get to the end of. Oh, did I? What about Susan Tully? Oh, did maybe I get that, there? Maybe, it wasn't that heartbreaking. Maybe that's what you collect, clicks. Yeah. Next click, next click, one click, two click, three click, a four click, a five click, a six click. I never found out what she looked like. I could have looked her up on just normal Oh, Google. the Beast. You know, I said about the, they said, oh, the Beast has lost a lot of weight and looks really handsome now. Please click 50 times. He's now in He's the, dead. 
No, he's not. He's in the... Uh, clicks. He's lost so much weight, he's dead. American Chase, hasn't he? He's always been the American yeah, Chase. Been, uh, Has he? Yeah. He's Jesus like, Christ, <laughs> Grandad. Come I've on, got to click for. Have you heard of the Australian Chase as well? You could be telling me he's on that next as well. Yeah, they're all on is that stuck s- in the American and Australian all over the place. Is that called Mad Max? Because we have the best. <laughs> we have the best. Apparently, yes. Great Britain, that's what we're proud of being. We have some of the greatest quizzes in the world in this country. And that's why we have we to, do. That's why we left the EU. That's why we, lo- that's why we loan our chasers out to other countries. They haven't got a chase well, of the their problem, own. The problem, that's why to leave the problem the EU. Beast has got in America is the a lot of the, t- the trivia is all American based. So you like when you see foreigners come over here to go on the chase, and you go, oh, you don't even know Roald Dahl. Well, not that, but you know, you don't even know EastEnders. And it's like, well, they've only just turned up last week, and they don't know shit about the questions. I got my uh, obligatory weekly time travel question because obviously, as we know, if you're time traveller, some things don't make any sense. But you boys always seem to be the one that be able to bring me back down to earth and answer these questions. So if you were a time traveller and you jumped from 1985 to oh, 2021, yeah. do you? Th- and obviously, a lot of terms you wouldn't understand what people are talking about. But you, do you think you'd understand the people using the term online without explanation? You probably think that you probably think they were going. I'm um, going online, or it's online. Yeah. Well, if they came from black and white days, you'd think they were going to tie a woman to a, tie a woman to a train true. tracks. I think Tron had come true yeah, and like true. you were do you remember when you're getting plugged into I think it had to have something to do with computers or yeah. doing or, no yeah. why not why um, not doing heroin I'd, I'd, it'd be over the top I'd be like online shit like Tron heroin we're yeah. going to the computer no, no, more no, like, no, more likely heroin no. or, tra- or tying a heroin to a uh, train tracks yeah but why would that become fashionable in the future because it's, like, what, it's because of what time, you know. It? Because it's something that you uh, relate to then. That's something guys did with twiddly moustaches in the 1920s. Yeah, that's what I said. If you like, came from the 1920s, you'd no, think I said it was 1985. Yeah, I know, but I said if you came from the 1920s, oh, you'd going, think it was full, that. He's going back to yeah. future. And three. then I said if you come from the 80s, you'd think you'd be uh, injecting heroin. Yeah, he's going online. So you think like the whole country are heroin addicts? Mainline, yeah, going online. Mainline in route. One thing about Back to the Future, I, I did think. Imagine, you know, because they talk about uh, multiple universes or timelines splitting. Imagine if you did get the Sports Almanac and you wanted to test it and did a little bet and it won, but they actually split the timeline and then all the other ones were wrong. You've been watching too much Marvel, mate, the multiverse. You heard of that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what that what is. What if? We've talked about the Sports Almanac before. Okay, I've got yeah, some. I know. We're time travelling. If you had the opportunity to become a wrestler... Like, oh, say oh, yeah. someone said to you, oh, we, we need a stand-in for this big wrestling match at the local Civic Centre. Yep, no problem. Uh, yep, no, I'm up for it. Uh, what wrestling name and backstory would you have? You, I'll start so you guys give a little time to think about it. Um, so my... I, I think I'd call myself Chow Main. That would be my wrestling name. And I'd try and be, like... Um, I'd say I'm a spicy guy. Would you be a goodie or a heel? I'll be a baddie, I think. A Chow Mein's a baddie a name. And that's, that's a bit racist. No, no, nothing like racist. Not like Chinese. It's just Chow Mein. It's just the name. Um, Chow Mein's the name. Wrestling's the game. Uh, I would say I'm a spicy guy. <laughs> I'm going to walk your world. With a with a, a heat for the hits. Like, as in hitting people. And my backstory would be I was born in an orphanage um, and because my parents didn't want me and I had to fight for everything all my life. And I had to fight to get to the top where I am. And when I left the orphanage, I went to my first job where I was working for this, like, quite an evil, like, boss who'd get me to do, like, little heists and little pickpocketing stuff. Um, and then this other guy, one of these guys I robbed, he said, he was like a wrestling coach, like the guy out of, what's that wrestling film uh, where he shoots the guy in the head in the mansion? 
Oh, Finn, oh well, ca- well, rat catcher, fox catcher. It was like him, rat catcher, fox catcher. <laughs> That'd and be another says, good name. He notices like my stocky build, and he goes, "Oh, you could be, you'd be a good wrestler." And then he starts getting me to like do Olympic wrestling, wrestling, and that's how I get into it. But I never get given the opportunity because I've chosen a wrestling name. I'm not Chinese, but I chose the wrestling name Chow Mein because it was always my favourite food. So that is problematic in this day and age. Because if you choose a name like Chow Mein, people immediately think, "Oh, it's cultural appropriation." Culture, yeah, but it's not because it's, it's your favourite food. Yeah. So but Chow Mein is essentially an English food. I get the your parents didn't want yeah. wanting you a bit. After that, I was like, oh, no, I'm not sure about yeah. the rest of it. So so that's, sounds pretty that unbelievable. Would, that's how I would. Yeah, well, right, I'm joking. That's, that's so, a good backstory. He's thought of a really good yeah. backstory there. So, what do you want? I've got a full of a name, Cowardly yeah. Custard. And oh, I, just, nice. I dress up in yellow and I'm like, I'm Cowardly Custard. And I, I try and hide from everyone. <laughs> and I'll sneak up behind everyone and just go, hey, hey. And I do really sneaky moves. Pull their pants pull down. Pull their pants down and go, hey, hey. And just throw custard at them. That's nice. And that's like, off. that's and something they should have in wrestling things. Well, they should. There should be like a weird little. So he's not like a wrestler. He's like a little jester. Yeah, and he just winds them all up. That's actually a really good idea. So and, that's me, um, cowardly He carry them fluorescent tube lights <laughs> and he's like, smashed over and he's really heads. and he's really proud of his cowardliness. And he jumps and he goes, "Hey, hey, I'm going to fight you!" And then jumps away and goes, "Ha ha!" I'm too cowardly. And everyone loves him. Fluorescent tube lights. Because someone, someone, yeah. your, someone your size would really be cowardly. called cowardly custard would be good in the midget wrestling scene. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> and then they'll sneakily hit them as well. Go, you, <laughs> you smash and a bottle. Go, I'm cowardly custard. Stab him in the neck with a bottle. I'm cowardly evil custard in the pub car park. I think um, I'm just evil. My name would be uh, Spanish BMX. Mm-hmm. Nice. And the backstory is as a, as a um, ride around your BMX and just as a, through everyone. Well, no, as a small sm- fire you onto the stage and your BMX just smash across <laughs> the ring. As a small boy, as a small boy, I'm a Jalili cannibal on a BMX cannibal run. <laughs> yeah, as a small boy in Spain, um, my dad's farm suffered from desertification, and it ruined the whole family. And then. Um, after they all perished, I found my dad's uh, metal detector and I went out on the land to see if I could find any potatoes just to uh, buy a potato to eat. And I went beep, 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 beep. And I dug it up and it was a, a 1980s BMX. And I, I, I pulled it out and it gave me uh, strength beyond strength. And that's why I am Spanish BMX. I mean, it is quite a heavy one, and it's welded quite badly. And what I do when I make my entry, I wear a lot. Of, it's like a Mexican uh, wrestling mask, but it's really a sack. And I ride in as fast as I can. I've got a cape, and then I hit the side of the uh, the wrestling ring and sort of do an endo and fly in and sort of crumple up on the floor. And that I am Spanish BMX, all wrapped around the bike. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and you just ride in the ring, try and do like a tail whip, and go, "Hey, look at me, I'm BMX!" And then you accidentally, every time you try and do a trick, you end up wiping out like. I've got a cape in the ring. and a sack on my head, and I just ride really fast in the side of the ring. I'm not going to start doing tricks. No, I'm saying you try and do a trick, but every time no, you try and no, do a trick, I didn't try and do it. I just try and get. I just try out. and get there on time because I'm late. I'm saying you could be like cowardly custard. I could like. do that, but it's my backstory, mate. What well, no, I'm saying, do you want to fight? No, I want you, do you to want team to fight up. Cowardly I want, custard. No, I'm cowardly. Look, I, I, I want to team <laughs> up with you. This I'm saying like, we could be no, no, no. First, the chase, battle of the big boys. <laughs> this is our, this is the backstory of our big fa- our big fight in the ring. <laughs> no, I'm saying we could go up against. No, like, no, no. I'm the the Chow Main. The disasters, whatever they're called, the twin, what are they called? You know, when they team up, the tag teams. The natural disasters, shit like that. Oh, yeah. So, like, Cowardly Custard and the BMX uh, bandit, whatever you're called, could team up. Like, well, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you, Cowardly Custard. accidentally hurt everyone. I'll be, out, I'll be honest with you, Cowardly Custard. After I've done my big entrance, you're going to have to do most of the fighting. <laughs> That's fine. I'll do it. I'm joking. I'm cowardly. You should call yourself a nut job. You've got a head shaped like a monkey nut, and you fire peanuts out of your penis. Triple threat. Oh yeah, I should mental. team up with him. Nut job. 
Cowardly custard and nut job. So, I've, oh, so it's going to be cowardly custard and nut job versus <laughs> Spanish BMX and chow mein. And chow mein. <laughs> yes. It's like a big. Yeah. I am both cowardly custard That's and like a, uh, nut job. That would be like schizophrenic. A, cheap English wrestling thing like you'd have on ITV yeah. it wouldn't be one of the big boys on America and it would sound it's something like that. Yeah, no, that nut be- job is a complete loon is not scared of anything but cowardly custard is like yeah super cowardly but if you punch him hard enough in the head two peanuts fall out every time hey, have you ever um, been at home alone and heard a noise in the house and started like shitting yourself and thinking like what the fuck is that and got all like worried it's normally after you've watched something pretty scary it's isn't probably it? Michael Jackson yeah not for a while I can I can usually explain them all away now yeah when you get older you realise yeah. nothing yeah. sort of thing unless it's the Taliban of course and yeah you live in uh, Afghanistan why uh, was no the, why was the news always trying to terrify people in the eighties? Were you ever scared in the eighties when you were a kid? I was. They've like, stopped now, mate. It's all nuclear good war and all that. Well, no, it's not. But it's not as bad as it was. Like in the eighties, it was always like we're going to be in a nuclear war. Like it's not exactly the same. Time. Oh yeah, the nuclear. They make out, you never really they think make about out that the, when they talk about a terrorist attack, they make it seem like everyone's in danger. It's like well, this has happened. This could happen to you. Now they've created a fake virus to scare everyone. The nuclear war. The, exactly. Uh, all this fucking the Jesus. Actual, the Cold War and the Bay of Pigs actually did start because of Doctor Feelgood. You should read that book. It's well good. It's even feel good. It's feel good and <laughs> real good. Well good. Well good. Even. I've got a good tip. If you can't remember footballers' names, just replace them with items of food: ravioli, pecan, stroganoff, carrot, <laughs> chips. Carrot is an English one, I guess. The other, yeah, s- the other sound like yeah, Italian players. Pecan, ravioli, shallot, carrotson, broccoli, pass the peas. Broccoli, another Italian player. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, oh, and this would be a well good two Ronnie's Tagratelli. Yeah, Tagratelli. <laughs> I'll say it like they they say it on TV. Tagratelli. Pastrami. Pastrami. Cannelloni. Cannelloni. Chorizo. So, do you reckon if you went to uh, a baby announcement, like a baby shower, a baby announcement, or no, it's not a baby announcement. What's that? Baby. Thing? Yeah, no, so you're right. It's a baby a gender reveal party. Gender reveal but party, they should do it? a baby announcement. <laughs> We're having a baby. We're, no, no, just we're trying. We're trying for a baby. So let's Gender have a party. party. Oh, and that'll... then you all stand round like an altar while they fuck. Yeah, that's. Not, I was thinking that like baby tryouts party. That'd be quite good. And if he next week, if he, she's not pregnant, you get someone else to have a go on her. Do you reckon it would be uh... maybe cowardly custard? <laughs> oh, sounds like a job. Is it my turn? I reckon you could go to a baby announcement. It might be ruined by saying it's bad timing to have a baby now with climate change. Have you know? I know they did. I'm not. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not having a go at the Ramonas or the uh, the Brexiteers. So over now, anyway. But, yeah, no, 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 no. Exist. But they're saying within the next fifty years we're going to see the benefits of Brexit. But that also coincides with when the climate changes are saying the world's going to end and be unlivable. <laughs> Will be the benefit. Yeah. So I spoke to a Brexit. Might get next to quid today, and he's more than happy with. More than happy. He said more than that. He says perfect. He's working just like he wanted. He's it out, to. out. Uh, well, he doesn't right. like milk. He's like, I don't care about milkshakes or chicken. Because yeah. you fuck. Don't care about Nando's or KFC. Or never HGV eat, it. I eat healthy food. Like, what? The thing is, that's, they're the ones that are most affected. I imagine that all the fucking ones voted Brexit. They're not healthy, clean living people who don't like milkshakes or chicken. They all yeah. fucking love milkshakes and chicken, guaranteed. Everyone who voted Brexit, chicken milkshakes, chicken like more uh, Nando's or KFC. There's a business idea for you: chicken milkshake. Most people who voted Brexit are probably older, overweight ex-plumbers and sparks who like playing golf. I didn't golf. vote Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> and neither did I. <laughs> Good.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to the Brown Bear Comedy Club. Tonight, we're live from Weldon in Corby. Uh, thank you very much for coming. We're at the Dog in the Park Ooh. pub in Weldon in Corby. And it's lovely to be here. We've got a great audience here tonight. And we all like comedy. Now, I would ask this evening, we've had a few hecklers. Uh, they've been following the gigs round and heckling. And uh, we want you to please respect the acts, respect what they do. Uh, if you're going to laugh, that's what we want. But And if they talk to you, you can talk to them. But please, no shouting out during the acts. Let them get on with what they do. Let them do the comedy and let them make you laugh. Uh, so we've got three smashing acts for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've got a lovely young guy headlining. You may have seen him before. He's coming up later. So we'll introduce all them to you. But let, without further ado, would you please put your hands together and give a wonderful warm welcome to a new guy who's new on the circuit, uh, new on the scene. Please put your hands together and give a warm welcome to Mr. Larry Longthorn. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry Longthorn. Thank you very much, Mike. It's actually Larry Longthorn. Let me tell you a story, ladies and gentlemen. One evening, my mother made dinner after a hard day's work. She put a plate of eggs and burnt toast in front of my father. I immediately noticed the burnt toast. And I was waiting to see if he was going to complain about it. But my father started to eat them, smiling, and asked me how I spent my day at school. My mum apologised to me, Dad, for the burnt toast. I will never forget his response to her. Darling, I love burnt toast. Later, when I went to bed and my dad came up to kiss me goodnight, I asked him if he really liked burnt toast. He hugged me and said, Your mother's had a difficult day, son, and she's really tired. She went out of her way to prepare this meal for us. Why blame her and hurt her? Burnt toast never hurt anyone, but words can be very painful. We have to know how to appreciate what others do for us, son, even if it's not perfect, because it's the intention to do well that counts and no one is perfect and I looked my father in the eyes and I said to him you'll be eating burnt toast for the rest of your life you prick reminds me of a story about an American a rich American they wanted to get one with everything so he went to see a guru up mountain up he went he trekked up mountain and he knocked on the door and said is the guru home and he said yes there is and he let him in he went to see the guru and the guru said why are you here and the American sat there and he said about his life how he'd come from nothing and he'd made everything he'd spent all his life working and saving but he never felt one with everything and he carried on and on and he ended up talking for hours talking about all the strife and pain and trouble he'd been through but he just didn't feel one with himself and the guru said would you like a cup of tea he said, I'd love a cup of tea. It's been a long walk. And he gave the American a cup to hold. And he started pouring tea into it. And the American carried on talking. And he carried on filling up the cup. And the cup filled up and ended up flowing over the American's hands. And he said, stop, stop. The cup's overflowing. And you know why he did that? Because Americans fucking talk too much. Yeah. That reminds me of another story. There was an old Chinese man and he was sat just outside the town. And a traveller came along and he said to the old man, What's this town like? And the old man said, What was the last time what was the last town you were in like? And he said, Oh, it's full of bandits and robbers and bastards. 
and whores and it was a horrible town and he said well the old man said well this town's exactly the same you're better off walking around and the traveller said thank you very much and he walked around the town the old man sat there a bit longer and another traveller turned up and he said excuse me sir he said well, how can I help you he said what's this town like and he said what was the last town you were in like he said well it was lovely everyone was really friendly had the best time of my life everyone helped me and I had a lovely time with the ladies and he said well this town's very much the same and you know the moral of that story ladies and gentlemen Chinese people are lying bastards I've been Larry Longform uh, thank you very much Oh, thank you very much there, Joe. That was Larry Longform. A lot to concentrate on there as he was talking. (laughs) Absolutely wonderful there. And you know what? I've never seen an audience reaction like that before in my life. Their eyes were open and they were just fully just hanging on his every word. So without further ado, let's get to our next act, ladies and gentlemen. He's a bit of an older boy. He's been on the club circuit a long, long time. A bit of a classic throwback act here, but he's uh, back and he's here. So you may have seen him before. He was on The Comedians back in the 70s and the 80s. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mickey Blue. Put your hands together, Mickey Blue. Good evening, Hi everyone, I'm Mickey Blue. You like a bit of the old uh, blue? Who likes the blue? A bit of sank for the deads? Uh, yeah. Bit of sank for the deads there. Bit of blue for the deads. So like the old uh, blue, the blueies. A bit of the old, the wrong stuff. A bit of the naughty stuff. Who like, So you've got two choices. You can have your... Your clean jokes or your dirty jokes? Who likes the dirty jokes? Who wants your dirty jokes? Uh, clean, please. Uh, there we go. Only right, one clean. We've got a lot more for dirty. Oh, I like this audience. I like this audience. I insist on clean. You know what you want. All right, well, let me... Uh, I've got, that's enough. So that you've got, I like this audience, apart from we have been told at the beginning about the heckling. So uh, my... Uh, mother-in-law came to stay. The old mother-in-law. The old... Uh, the, old uh, the tank, we call her. The mother-in-law. She came to stay with me and my wife. And I was like... Oh, do we have to have the mother-in-law? So I was a bit bored when she came to stay and that, so we were cooking dinner. And I thought, I know what I do. She sleeps like a log, the old mother-in-law. So I was in bed at night. I was with the missus and the mother-in-law's asleep in the spare room. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll spice things up a bit. So I sneaked out and I sneaked into the old mother-in-law's room and, like, and then she was there, fast asleep, out like a light. Well, she would be, so I crushed a few sleeping tablets up and put them in her drink before she went to bed. So she was absolutely out for the count. So I sneak under the duvet, ladies and gentlemen, you'll love this, you'll love this one. Slowly pulled her legs apart and got my face right inside her fanny. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it, right in there. And I was like the old mother-in-law, you know, like you do. And I was like licking around and splashing about in there. And she, she didn't even didn't even move, ladies and gentlemen. So I didn't want to do nothing too wrong. So I jerked the old jerked the old man off and put it in a bit of tissue and left it at the bottom of the bed. So the next day we all come downstairs, and my wife goes, "What's all that round your face? What's all that round your face?" And do you know what? I had the biggest man. I had a man full of bold grey pubes all over my head, all over my face. And I go, "What's that?" And I go, "Well, it's better than your fucking Sunday roast, love." Get it? Betting your Sunday roast, didn't it? Oh. Anyway, ladies, I've been Mickey Blue. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Have a good evening. Enjoy the rest of the acts. Thank yeah, you. Oh, ladies, oh, that was Mickey Blue. What a throwback there to a seven. That's a classic joke, that one, isn't it? About the mother-in-law, that, that joke going down your mother. So, ladies and gentlemen, the next act tonight is a young man all the way from Aylesbury, Buckinghamshire. Aylesbury, actually. Uh, he keeps it real. He keeps it fresh. Aylesbury. But please, no heckling. Ladies and gentlemen, because he's been complaining backstage to me. He says a lot of people have been following around and saying, tell us to joke, but he does long-form jokes. So no heckling, please, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together and give a lovely warm welcome to Greg Hickson. (laughs) Greg Hickson. I might heckle myself. Uh, That's possible. Okay. 
So, okay, I've got a question for you. Do you think Jimmy Savile would have been a more successful paedophile had he made a couple of banging tunes? Billie Jean is not my lover. She's just a girl I fingered in a cupboard, oh yeah. I'm bound, I'm bound, you know it. And so, he did kind of tell everyone. Anyway, look, there's more to it than that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, ob- uh, and I don't mean successful as in uh, numbers, because obviously he's very successful because he's, he's basically the Harold Shipman of paedophilia. <laughs> no one knows how many he did. Uh, how many times you th- how many times do you think this has happened okay uh, yes mr savile um yeah, there's uh, there's uh, there's 40 disabled people in here uh, half of them are asleep um half of them are just about to go off oh they'd love for you to come in and say i'll just close this door so you've got a bit peace and quiet yeah say by yourself oh wow lovely oh brilliant oh well wow, wow. I'll, t- I'll i'll do a prayer with them i like to do a prayer with the disabled anyway so that Obviously, is is successful in terms of numbers, um, but in terms of getting away with it, this is why I'm, I'm making the Michael Jackson reference. He's the king of that. So let's discuss that. How how how's that come about? How does Jacko get away with it? Okay. Well, first of all, uh, right, Jimmy Savile looks like a witch. Okay, so I never fell for his shit when he's like, "Come right to me, and I'll fix it for you." I was like, "Fuck off! You look like a witch." You scared the shit out of me just because you're wearing a tracksuit and I wear a tracksuit. That's the thing. I'm like, oh, do kids like his tracksuit? They're like, well, he wears a tracksuit like like us. He's a weird guy. He's obviously a cre- creepy, weird guy. But yeah, I'll write to him. Um, so what I'm saying is, okay, if if you wrote to Jimmel and, uh, and you went and you sought him out to fix something for you and you're like, oh, I want to hang out with this guy for whatever reason, you, you wrote a letter to him, then you got what you deserved. If you want to know, we got nonsense. I don't mean. Oh, this is just a joke. Obviously, anyone. I'm. Anyone who did get nonsense by Jimmy, I'm sorry. It's just a joke. But anyone who's disabled, a poor disabled kid. You know what I mean? And he just came up and rocked up and fucking fingered them while they were asleep in their bed or whatever. They're the kinds who men feel sorry for. Really, I. I never wrote to Jimmy. I recognised him as a witch. I was like, right, I'm never going on that cunt's program. I say Savile looked like a witch, uh, but then so did Michael Jackson. It was a very gradual transformation. But in 85, 86, when uh, he brought out Bad, it was like, oh, he just, it looks like he's just turning like, I don't know, Egyptian, Chinese or something. I don't know. He just, he just got lighter skin as he got older. You know what I mean? It, when Bad came out, it was, we, were all, we were like, that's the coolest thing ever. And we we're like, yeah. Well, what I'm saying is Jacko put the fucking work in, okay? He put the work in. He was a part-time pedo, okay? He did l- loads of hard work, made loads of tunes, built up a fan base, everything. was a child star. Jimmy Savile wasn't a child star. He was always like a weird witch-looking guy who just came out of nowhere. And he basically made paedophilia his job. He went around... He, his job was going around visiting, like, hospitals and stuff, and then he fingered people whilst he was doing it. That's fucking lazy. Michael Jackson has the right to get away with it because he had a fucking day job. Paedophilia and that, and keeping that secret and all that, that was just, like, a bit on the side. He was a fucking... I mean, Jimmy Savile could not sing and dance as well. It didn't matter if he borrowed a couple of tunes, even bad, it would have fit him with his narrative and everything. But fundamentally, he couldn't sing and dance as well as Michael Jackson. And that's why Michael Jackson is allowed to get away with being a paedophile. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I, I, don't, I don't want to believe, you don't want to believe that Michael Jackson, you'd rather he wasn't a paedophile, wouldn't you? But with Jimmy Savile, you're like, I couldn't give a fuck. 
because you didn't write any good fucking songs or like, you know, go, you know what I mean? You don't go, oh, I can't listen to that Jimmy Savile tune anymore. Oh, that's right. Jimmy Savile didn't fucking do any tunes. He's a fucking ugly old witch paedophile man. He's, a, yeah, kill him. But Michael Jackson's like, oh, but, but he's a kid and all that. His brothers and that, you know, they're fucking groupies in the bed above. And you could say like, um, nurture over nature or whatever. Like, and uh, I mean, he was kept a child. St- like, there's lots of things to say. He's got, I don't know. Michael Jackson did a lot of good tunes. I'm just saying, he's still a paedophile and he should still rot in hell with Jimmy Savile, but uh, I don't know, not in quite the same way. He shouldn't get fucked by Satan quite so much. I've been Greg Hickson. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you there. That was Greg Hickson with some classic material from 2010 there. Greg Hickson, absolutely amazing. Every week he comes back and every week he's getting different. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was Greg Hickson. Them long form stories, they just don't get there. Really good. You have to really get your teeth into those. So please put your hands together for all the acts you've seen tonight and give a lovely warm welcome to the Brown Bear Comedy Club. It's cost you nothing. It's cost you absolutely nothing. You're ungrateful bastards. But have a safe journey home anyway and look after yourself. Look after each other. Remember, hashtag be kind. Good night, everyone. Good night. And that's the end of this week's uh, podcast. So that's goodbye from me, Ben. Au revoir. I've been Gregoire. I've been Johnny Ribena. And sadly, Chris, hopefully we'll be back next week. Uh, not sadly, we'll be back. But anyway, uh, bye, Chris, bye. See you next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>